Hey Costa, how's it going? Yeah, it's going okay. How are you, Polly? Uh, I'm watching Contagion on Endless Repeat. <laughs> Such a bad idea. Is that the Dustin just, Hoffman one? No, no, that's Outbreak. Um, oh, I watched Outbreak the other day. It was terrifying. Did you? Contagion, yeah, yeah. yeah. Contagion has uh, has uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's scalp being pulled over her face while they while they uh, do an autopsy of her brain. It's pretty full on. Jesus. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so yeah. So, what are we going to turn this podcast into? Since uh, Supercoach is not a thing anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit depressing, isn't it? Um, so, I've 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 a question for you. My first question is: Can rugby league survive this for this year, or and and in longer term than that? And can what's Supercoach going to do when like I don't know if the Warriors drop out, for example? Okay. So, so what does rugby league need to survive? They might lose a. Uh, They're going to go bankrupt. They're not going to be able to pay anyone. They don't have the cash flow to, to stay alive for the whole season. But to pay who? 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 All who the staff and the players. Okay, so the, so they go. They declare bankruptcy. The players don't get paid. They're out of a job, right? Then what happens? That they, they basically the the players then come back and play. Like bush footy, basically. What else are they going to do? There is no bush footy. All footy's been canned. Well, okay, fine, fine. But <laughs> like, I'm, all I'm saying is, I think. Look, I think it'll resurrect the next year, no matter what happens. Exactly. Even if the NRL goes bankrupt, they'll find a way to resurrect it next year. But it exactly, might it exactly. might look quite different. As the bears in, back. Sorry, the bears are back. Ooh, yeah, ooh. bring back yeah. the bears. I mean, it could be like a Russell Crowe type businessman or whatever kind of brings it back that, that pumps the money into it next year because the money's going to yep. have to come from somewhere yeah the teams might look a bit different it's, it's very hard to say mm-hmm. at this point or you know we could have a miracle and and you know if maybe the, the season is only paused for a couple of months and maybe the nrl gets through it there could be a big crowdfunding campaign potentially that might get them mm-hmm. somewhere i don't know there's a hundred thousand super coach players if everyone gives them a hundred bucks mm-hmm. that's a hundred million right there or is that ten million? Do, that's no, it's ten million. But yeah, whatever. What 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 happens in Supercoach if we lose like I don't know. Let's say two months. Like, do we do we do they adjust the trades? The buy rounds will be different probably because there'll be no Origin. Like, can Supercoach yeah. kind of survive it, or does it just does it ruin the integrity of it? I think it will probably ruin the integrity of it. It depends how it depends how short they cut it. I think anything below about. 18 19 weeks it's it's just it it's then becomes a totally different prospect i think this i think the integrity of supercoach can't be maintained on like a 15 week season yeah okay so it needs to it needs to be about 20 weeks at least or something uh, probably something like that if they work with a 15 week season and like halve the trades maybe i don't know what do you what what for you is the minimum number of weeks that you feel the season would maintain its integrity? Both both in Supercoach and in real life. I can't put a number on it. It and it depends what what they do with the trades and 
I mean, already, like, you know, and I'm not saying that this ends Supercoach or anything, but it does change things a little bit. Like, you know, I picked particular guys based on home and away games. Those home and away games don't really mean anything now. You know, like, to, I don't even know where they're going to play all the games. Like, is Manly going to play their games at Lotto Land? They're not, there's not going to be anyone there. Like, you know, we were talking about Turbo's record at Lotto Land, for example. That's already out the window. There's, like, some of the integrity is already gone in a way. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's sort of maybe that'll even out over the course of the season. I'm not sure. Hey, so yeah. did you hear about, like, some of the ideas for the NBA? Because I've been thinking about this a lot for the NRL. No, what are the ideas for the NBA? Like a knockout. So, oh, yeah. okay, let's say in two weeks' time, an NRL player tests positive, they they suspend the rest of the season, and we're back in September. What do you mm-hmm. do then? What about like a six- to eight-week Rugby World Cup-style knockout tournament? Kind of like the um, FA Cup or something like that. Like, I don't really know, but no, bigger than that. Yeah. So like... Right. Round like a split the team, split the competition into four groups of four. Mm-hmm. Everyone plays each other within their group once. It's seeded based mm-hmm. on last year's finals. Yep. Um, you play so you play three grand, three games over three weeks in the in the round robin stage. Top two go through to the quarterfinals, mm-hmm. and then you play it out like that, just like the rugby world cup. Okay. Nothing to do with super coach. Super coach is dead, but just just as a rugby league spectacle. Or, or you start in September and just play the game over summer. Like you start in September and finish in fucking January. I think the, the players' uh, union wouldn't accept that. Because it's too hot? Yeah. To play all the games at night? Possibly. Um, anyway. I think what you were saying before is correct, though. Like maybe if they can't get games until September, even if they want to knock out, the NRL might be uh, a kind of broken machine by that point like they might not yeah. be able to put one together yeah that's true that's true did you did you read how like they had like a like a rainy day fund that they were putting money into and then they just decided to liquidate it like five years ago yeah it's hard right like the if the if the nrl was sitting on a billion dollars you know the clubs would be asking for it everyone would be saying what are you saving it for what have you got it there for no one predicted this was going to happen so in a world where there was no coronavirus, there would have been a lot of pressure on them to do something with that money. Yeah, that's fair. If you're if you're making a call, what do you think is going to happen after this week? I mean, maybe maybe they can survive one positive test, but even that's hard. After a couple of positive tests in different clubs, it's over. I think, and and I, you know, maybe there's a miracle, or maybe they can bound them up, and no one gets no one gets it. But I think mm-hmm. that's, I don't know, probably probably in the realms of like a thousand to one that happening, maybe maybe a lot more than that. They'd have to send them all to like Townsville or something, or somewhere even further out than that, and just like some island, rugby league island. Oh, how good would that be? <laughs> oh my god! You could make like a a TV show on it. Tell me what you liked out of last weekend's games. Any like just one or two things that really sort of struck you from a super coach perspective. Yeah, uh, I can I can tell you who I liked. I was impressed with Drinkwater, Horsburgh. So so Ricky pulled a fucking Swifty on me. I'm pissed. 
Yeah, yeah, he swapped him. He swapped him. All off-season, Horsburgh was playing on that on the edge and he looked lost out there and I didn't pick him for that reason. And then come game day, suddenly he's in the fucking middle playing 63 minutes and offloading yeah. all over the place. And now I've got to find a way yeah. to get him in. Paul Green did the same thing. He came out and said, oh, Justin O'Neill's got the connection with Michael Morgan. Justin O'Neill's going to be on the right. Rah, rah, rah. Masters is going to be in the left. And then game night, Masters is on the right with Morgan and it's all just happening down that side. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, I mean, he's got a great game to supercoach. Again, like if there's some sort of suspension to the season, then does Bateman come back in? So Bateman just mm-hmm. came, like posted this thing on Twitter where he, he threw his sling into his garden. I saw that. Yeah, so to me that says he's still got to be three or four weeks away, right? Yes. So, But, but that becomes totally irrelevant uh, based on what might happen. So, Yeah, if there's a suspension uh, that's relevant. But assuming that somehow they keep going for four or five weeks, mm-hmm. Horsburgh's still got a Horsburgh. I don't know how to say it. Horsburgh or Horsburgh? I don't know. I just I just I, flip. I'll alternate between two as well. Anyway, that guy... Uh, I think he's fine as long as the season continues. Uh, you know, if you're making calls on whether or not the game's going to get suspended, well, that's a whole new level of super coach analysis. I liked Isaaco, mm-hmm. surprisingly, even though we kind of talked him down all off-season. That forward pack of the Broncos just looks like it's going to dominate, and he's yep. getting a lot of good ball. Uh, you made mm-hmm. Eason Masters. Mate, he looked fantastic, didn't he? Yeah, he caught so much ball, and he just offloaded all over the place. Mm-hmm. Nofo was ridiculous. Yep. Um, he again, like Masters, just like base stats, like incredible base stats. And you know what's interesting? Notice mm-hmm. how both their base has gone up now that they're not playing together. Yes. Right, they're not stealing from each other. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. And the yeah. other. What do you think of Emre Gula? I like Emre Gula. I like him a lot. Can yeah. I talk about him now? Go. Do it. Emre Gula played 45 minutes with a PPM of basically one off the bench. Yeah. He he scored one try and then threw a silky little pass to throw an assist for another try. So his – like it's not like he, he just had the one try, the one assist that, that you might be like, okay, sort of right place, right time, whatever – He's just a base that guy. Like he he was really involved and really looking to get uh, towards getting attacking stats. Yeah, he's not going to play the Titans every week. He's not going to play the Titans every week. But if you gave me forty five minutes at a PPM of one week in week out, I'd take that with a possibility of attacking stats. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I I, I couldn't agree with you more. Actually. So who do I? We're going to talk about our trades a bit later, but like, yep. who goes to get him in? Uh, uh, I I think it's for me. It's got to be Musgrove, but yeah. Let's... So so, all right. I'll, I'll, well, let's keep talking about guys we liked. We'll come back to Musgrove because he's on my guys that I didn't like list. Um, I thought Shibasaki was pretty good, actually. Yeah. I still I, I don't have him, and I'm not going to buy him, but pretty mm-hmm. pretty good. And the Panthers in general, very good. Our mate Abby. Yeah, Luai fifty-seven points. Like that, sorry, Luai's fifty-seven points was very, very exciting. After I saw saw Drinky score seventy-one or whatever it was, mm. I was really like, oh my god, I'm going to have to trade Luai to drink water. 
But then Luai is like Luai came good against Roosters. Yeah. Well, I don't have either of them. Right. Um, yeah. I got I made Benny Hampton, who outscored basically all my like $450,000 outside backs. Fucking little Benny Hampton. Little Benny Hampton. Well, so he scored 49, but that was with a, I think, a kick try. So let's call it 32. He scored a try, okay. sure. But he outscored BJ, Virgo, and Blake, who I all played. Oh, yeah. On my team, he outscored Virgo, Simonson, and Burns. Yeah. We'll, and we'll talk about Isa Yo in a minute. Um, did you... Who else did you like? Uh, Callum Watkins. Looked very solid. Yeah, he's on my... And I don't want to, like, tutor our horns because we got a lot wrong and we both scored fucking terribly. I, I scored 970-odd. What did you score? 930-odd. Fuck. So you know what? Hmm. Just Turbo and... Uh, Moses versus Ponga and Cleary is 100 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my, my team, actually, I'm fairly happy with. It's just those two guys went poorly. And mm-hmm. I don't think that will happen too often. And yeah, okay. I wasn't far away from a decent score if, if those two had gone a bit better. But anyway, we'll see. Hopefully that evens out over the course of the season. Yeah, Turbo had like his, you know... I'm not. I'm not fussed about Turbo. He had his lowest score basically ever in 80 minutes, but it was against the Storm in round one where they never lose, and it was a wet track. I'm. I'm not really fussed about that. Yeah, I mean, I bought him knowing we that. Low, exactly, we were expecting a low score the first two weeks. Yeah, but not that low. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I was really hoping he would get sort of 40 to 50. Yep. Uh, 20, 20 hurt, but anyway. Musgrove, disappointing. So I do want to get Emre Guller in, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, if Guller plays 45 minutes every week with the potential of an attacking stat every now and then, he's going to be great. But I'm, mm-hmm. can we trust Ricky? I, I think I need to give it one more week just just to see what his minutes are like this week. That's and, fine, but Guller's playing the Warriors this week. Yeah, but like, what, you think he's going to score again? Yeah. I wouldn't play him even if I got him. Okay, I might because I had Brayley in my 17. Yeah, so, okay. No, I didn't. So I potentially could. So, and I, I'm not sure that, I, like, Musgrove's minutes were weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he got really low minutes and I still think he's actually the Tigers' best prop. They're all actually pretty good, but it wouldn't surprise me if next week Musgrove got 40 minutes and someone else got 20. In the Tigers-Dragons game, I would say he was the seventh or eighth best prop on the field. I thought he was, I thought he looked great when he was on the field. He just yeah, wasn't on it for very long. Haley looked great. Twal looked good. Aloy Al- looked good. Like, yeah, they all look good. They all look good, right? So I still think, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're all pretty close. I'll give you that. I still think Musgrove is their best, their best ball, their best prop. And I and I, I can see him getting more minutes, but. You know, if he gets 20 again next week, then I was wrong and he's not going to get more minutes. Madge really got me. Madge came out and said, like, I, I, this guy could be one of the best props in, in the comp. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to play him 40, 45 minutes minimum a game. But, yeah, 23 minutes or whatever it was was totally, totally unexpected. So remember, remember, though, and I, I need to have a look at the Tigers team list. Is there a, is there a back on the bench or, or a hooker? 
think Momorowski. Right. So this week, when Brooks was injured, Reynolds came into the team and Cheekham came onto the bench. So it was a four-forward yes. bench. Yes. So there are more minutes potentially for, for Musgrove if Momorowski stays on the bench. What do you think about Isaiah Yo? I just don't know how the minutes are going to play out at the end of it. Uh, once once Capewell is potentially back in the team, I'm, I expect he'll be back. Is that correct? Yeah, I think round three is what I've heard. Right, so... I agree. With, I'm not convinced on him yet. He's apparently. Yeah. I think he's like one of the most traded in this week, and he is the most traded in this week. Yeah. and I I can totally understand why people are trading him in, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I I tend to agree. Like I yeah. I can understand it. He could be this year's you know Bateman from last year, but I want to look at him for one more week at least, and then maybe even a third week to see what happens when yeah. Capewell does come back. Yeah, so so their team, their team at full strength, they have to make room in the back row for Kikau, Isa Yo, Fisher Harris, Liam Martin, and Capewell potentially. Yeah. Like all, all those guys, all those guys sort of deserve first grade spots. I, I don't know how they would do that. Also, he made two line breaks, which I mean he looked good and maybe he's playing injury free or something, but I think two line breaks is more than he made in the whole of last season. What about the guys? Yeah, so there's guys, some guys we talked down and we were actually right about, I think. So what do you think about Murray? That game was really hard to gauge. Uh, I'll, I'll answer that question with a, with a different statement. Braden Burns scored 24. He's in my team. He's staying in my team. Okay. but And, and look, it's week one. Let's see what happens this week. I don't want to, you know, Murray might score 100 this week. Uh, I'm not willing to call it just yet, but what I said during the preseason is that Murray was not, a not going to play 80 minutes despite going to the back row. Mm-hmm. Bennett's words made it sound like he would not be playing 80 minutes, and he's he's playing that 70 minute role almost identical to Sam Burgess last year, that, who did not play 80 minutes. And yep. I said his base would go down, which it did. His base was 39 on the weekend, and I said that yep. he's going to he's basically going to have to from a 39, or let's say even say his base goes to 45. Mm-hmm. He will have to score a try a week to hit his average, and that is not possible. He was he was he was a bad buy, and again, I could be wrong, but it just yeah, I, I can't make it mathematically work in my head unless he gets yeah much more involved or plays bigger stints at lock. I don't know. Uh, Cohen Hess was a bit of a bust, as we pretty much said during the during the preseason. Just doesn't have the mm-hmm. PPM. Has to score tries really. Yeah, a lot of mouths to feed actually in that Cowboys team. You don't yeah. like a lot of people besides me are like the Cowboys aren't great. You know they're not that good a team, but there's actually a lot of players there that demand a lot of ball. So um, I actually so think yeah. they played pretty well. I think like some people are saying, oh, the, the Cowboys are shit again. I think the Broncos are going to be very good this year. They're, as I said last week, like their their forwards have had an extra year to mature. They're starting to dominate packs. Their halves actually look better this year. I think the, the Broncos are very good, and I actually think the, the Cowboys look pretty good. I think Holmes looked better than I thought he would. Uh, Masters looked great. Drew Quarter looked great, and their forwards looked okay. Mm-hmm. I I think that the Cowboys will be a lot better this year, and yeah, but Hess, still a no-go for me. And oh, yep. what uh, what's his name? The back rower? Not right. the other guy? Dunn? Yeah, Mitchell Dunn. He, um, he played in the centres when they had an injury. 
which is, a, a, yeah, so Hess might not even get 80 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Jaden Sewer was a bit of a boss. Mm-hmm. I don't have him. Did you have him? No, I, I do have Jai Arrow, who I'm going to hold on to. So the minutes weren't there for him. Um, even though his PPM was fine, he didn't get the extra minutes that we were expecting. Uh, but um, there was some reports that he was sick or something like that. Okay. Going into the round one game. So I'm going to give him another week. Okay. I think he got uh, tested for Corona, maybe. Okay. Uh, you talked about Watkins. Watkins. Watkins looked great, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he looks strong. He looks um, strong. I, um, uh, I might play him this week, in fact. Yeah. For Dufty? I mean, sorry, for, for Lomax? Because Dufty's come back. Yeah, yeah maybe for Lomax. Maybe yeah, for okay. Lomax. I actually... I, I might play Watkins as well, but I actually, again, you know, we talked about this in the preseason. I don't necessarily think the move to the wing hurts Lomax all that much. Mm-hmm. He's still got yeah, the goal I, kicking, 300k. I'm kind of fine with him. I might, I'll probably only play him on the weeks where I think maybe they have a good draw or something. But he's sort of, yeah, it's going to be interesting playing him or Watkins week to week. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you what my biggest disappointment in my team was? Tell me. Uh, Bailey Simonson. Yeah. I was so, sort of happy that. He went shit because I was tossing up between him and Blake, and Blake went terribly, and then he went terribly as well. So, kind of didn't matter that yeah. much. Yeah, you got Blake, and I got Bailey. So, um, so okay. So let me say say a couple of things. First of all, he played more than half the game at fullback when CNK went off with a concussion. He didn't come back. Yeah, um, it didn't help him though. Didn't help him. He seems to want a lot of work, but doesn't have a lot of power stats. Um, so he needs to make up for that elsewhere. And Did, nothing's changed with... Uh, I said with it to you last week. Wyden. I said it yeah. to you last week. He does not pass. And when he passes, he passes badly. He's uh, like He cannot pass. Can, he can't pass. He can't pass. He can't, that's why he doesn't pass. No. Maybe, maybe he wants to. He just can't. <laughs> like, he, he, he threw a couple that just, like, went over... Yeah, that's terrible. Head. And also, like... The defense is so worried about him because he is such a good ball runner that he actually set up opportunities for Simonson, but he couldn't yep. make the pass work. Yep. Maybe, maybe yep. like, you know, he gets better at that as the season goes on. But yeah, he 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 does not and cannot pass. So I want to talk about my trades more generally. Okay. Uh so the guys I want to, I, I'm interested in bringing in, sort of irrespective of price, are Masters, Drinkwater, Isaaco, uh, Horsberg, and maybe Gore. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's five. That's too many to bring in. The only guy that... So I've got the three Parramatta guys that were shit, but they're playing the Titans, so I'm definitely not doing anything with them this week. So they all stay this week. Mm-hmm. BJ also didn't perform very well, but I'm willing to give him another shot. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Turbo going badly, but I'm certainly not selling him. And the yeah. only other guy that really didn't perform was Jack Williams. Now, right. yep. Jack Williams got 60 minutes. He scored 43. I actually think he looks okay. And I can see... That was a weird game they had. Yeah. It was a really, really slow game. Like, everybody scored pretty average. 
Yeah. Uh, 60 minutes. I, I was actually very, very excited to see that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So I think he can still average 50s, right? Maybe yep. maybe around 50, which is fine for yep. him. But mm-hmm. as long as Horsburgh gets that role, he's got that offload, and Horsburgh could average 60, and he's cheaper. Yep. Now, yep. that trade in isolation, I probably wouldn't make. Mm-hmm. Right? It's mm-hmm. But if I make that trade... I can potentially upgrade Blake next week to Isaaco, who's playing the Titans in round three, mm-hmm. if Blake doesn't perform again. So those two trades collectively, maybe I want to do. Okay, that's interesting. And then there's Gula. Yeah, I mean, the only person, I mean, the only two guys, unless I trade Unless I trade out Jack Williams for Gore, the only two guys that Gore can come in for are Musgrove or Kerr. Mm-hmm. I think maybe give Musgrove one more week. So I could give Musgrove one more week, get rid of Jack Williams this week for Horsburgh, and then next week do Musgrove for Gore and Blake to Isaacote. But as you say, like Jack Williams isn't that bad. No. So I kind of feel bad yeah. about trading him out. I think he's going to be fine. But it doesn't look yep. like he's got... A, so much of an offload in him, which means that he's probably limited to about, I don't know, like a PPM a bit under one. Well, uh, but hang on, last year he had a PPM of something like 1.14. So Yeah, but he was playing way less minutes. Yeah, but still, like, I, I don't think his PPM in round one was like 0.7 or something like that. Like, it's not going to fall down that much just because he played 60 minutes. So are you I saying like don't make the trade? I'm saying don't make the trade. Just keep Jack Williams. So what are your what are your trades? What are you thinking about? Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you what I want to do, and then I'll tell you why I don't want to do it. So what I what I would like to potentially do is I can trade uh, Simonson up to Izako. And I can also trade Zane Musgrove up to Gula. Um, and those are the two trades that I'm actually thinking about doing. Now, my question is, neither of those trades need to happen this week. That is true. The, the, the Raiders play the Warriors? Yes, the Raiders play the Warriors. I can wait on Simon's speed, but potentially you might have other trades to make next week. So this is something that I've been thinking about all off-season and, and I want to talk to you about it a little bit in depth, actually. I want to go back to 2018, round one. Uh, it was Broncos, Dragons at Cogra. I went to the game. Uh, I started with Tim Laffey in my team. I watched him all game. He wasn't interested, got no ball. None of the ball went down that side. At the beginning of that season, I don't know if you remember, but Aitken had a great start to the season. There was a lot of ball down the right-hand side. And Lafay was just like, yeah, nah. And his offload really got put away. After after going to that game, I traded him to Eason Masters, and that was my only trade in round one because I was otherwise happy with my team. Fast forward to last year. I so hang on. Team. Are you going to yeah. tell me how that trade panned out? In the long term, we in the long term, Masters outscored Lafice. Uh, so that's a good trade. I can't, it was a good trade, but I can't quite remember what the what the price difference was between the two. But yes, it was a good trade. Okay. 
last year, Connor Watson started in the in the fullback role at the Knights, mm-hmm. so I expected him to get um, a lot of points there. Um, after round one, he scored terribly. John Bateman got his eighty minutes on the edge, scored amazingly. I had the right um, DPPs to do it, so I did Watson to Bateman. So, um, but in in both scenarios, I looked at how my player played within the structure of their team and realized that whatever assumption I had made before the beginning of the season was false, and therefore I moved on from the player. It's actually a lot easier to, to make that to to make that conclusion uh, with forwards because with forwards you can say, okay, I think this guy's going to get eighty minutes on the edge, and then he doesn't, or I think this guy's going to get like a Zane Musgrove, like forty plus minutes in the front row oh he gets 23 minutes okay so what i believe is incorrect i can now move that player on so when i look at my team and i say okay so who was i actually incorrect on uh it's potentially musgrove with his low minutes it's potentially jai arrow but like i said his minutes may have been affected due to sickness and it's potentially Bailey Simonson, who doesn't really have any stats, and potentially Braden Burns. Everybody else, I can kind of either understand it or explain away a low score very, very easily. Um, so those are the only guys I can potentially look at trading out. Now, the next question is, do I need to use any trades this week or one trade or two trades? I like I said last year I did one trade. The year before I did did one trade. Most round ones I get I I get through one trade, not two. Do you feel like you need to use both your trades in round one because it's such an important time in the season, or are you happy using one trade or zero trades? It depends. The answer is it depends. I do feel like you have after one round exponentially more information than you had when you picked your first team. And so mm-hmm. you basically get two free shots to to fix your team. Yep. Um, or four free shots, two trades in rounds one and two. Obviously, that doesn't mean, like, as you've said to me many times, a trade is still worth something, right? So yep. you don't just throw, like, use a trade because it's there. If mm-hmm. you think your team is perfect, then there's no reason to trade. But what what you haven't mentioned in all those things that you've said is the information that we now have on other players that are not in your team that you also now have. Okay. So, and, I, and I, I'm about to give an example of a trade that I made that was horrendous in theory. Well, sorry, horrendous in practice, but not in theory that I made last year. I did not start with Talmalolo last year. Mm-hmm. I, I tossed up all season between Gerbo and Talmalolo in the off-season last year. And I had Tamalolo, and then last minute I changed to Jerbo, and then Jerbo scored about, I don't know, 50 or something in the first round, and Tamalolo scored like 100 and ran for 350 metres in the first game. Mm-hmm. And I went, look, uh, based on the information that we now have, Tamalolo's a must-have this season. Uh, he scored like 100 points basically in base. He's, yeah. he's a must-have, and I have to get him. And I know it's a keeper-for-a-keeper keeper kind of trade, but... I've made a mistake and I've got an opportunity to fix it and I have to. Mm-hmm. I made the trade and he got injured about five minutes into the next game. Yep. So that was a complete disaster. 
Uh, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that was going to happen, obviously. But taking the injuries out, it was the right trade. Yeah. He did, he did advertise in Gerber. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to start with him and get that 100-point score in the first week. So, if like, if you ask me the question, I would usually say, yeah, use all four trades. Mm-hmm. And and as I said when I was talking about my trades, sometimes you can use a trade this week or two trades even this week just to facilitate two other trades next week mm-hmm. to fix your team up. But, you know, if you're completely happy with your team, I mean, I think, like, potentially if Parramatta weren't playing the Titans next week, I would think about doing Fergo for Masters just because, you know, or, or even no, no for Luma, perhaps, if I could make that happen somehow. Yeah, this year's, like, all my underperforming players this year in week one are sort of attacking players that, you know, like I said, the Parramatta guys and BJ are just, like, I'm not going to trade them out because they could all, either any one of those could, guys could score 100 next week and well, I just don't have enough information. So it's really only Jack Williams and maybe Musgrove that I'm looking at. Yep. So I could trade both of those guys. Again, even, like, I still think Musgrove could actually be pretty good this year. So I'm a bit scared. And what happens if Gula just gets 30 minutes this week and Musgrove gets 40? That's not impossible, well, right? That's not impossible. No, that, well, it's not impossible, but like, why did Musgrove, uh, sorry, why did Gula get 45 minutes last week? I don't know. So, like, are coaches always consistent? <laughs> no, they're not. But but like, so uh, Dynamis Louis, who has been around for a long time and has never been great, started the game and got 32 minutes. Okay. Maybe Gula um, was just on fire, so Sticky kept him on. Maybe maybe Louis gets forty minutes this week, and Gula goes back to thirty-five. Have you ever seen anything from Louis that makes you think he's a good player? No, but I don't think it's that. I actually don't think it's that unlikely that Gula goes back to sort of somewhere between thirty-five and forty minutes, say, rather than forty-five. Maybe look. So Soliol is thirty-three. Tali's obviously going to get a lot of minutes. Fine. I don't really rate Louis. I, I, I'm, I'm just more concerned what's going to happen when Bateman's fit, when um, Gaujo, what's his name? Hudson Young. Hudson Young is fit. Uh, I'm just, I'm just worried about what what might happen to Gula then. But for now, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually really considering the Musgrove to Gula trade. Yeah. The bigger question for me is, do we need to get Katoa into our teams? Maybe. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit cautious. I'm probably not going to get him, but I can't fault anybody that does. I I really like Gula's upside, so I'm leaning more towards him. Okay. So what about Jack Williams to Katoa? And yeah. then my Nuffy 5'8", I think it's Tyson Gamble to Benji. I don't actually know if I can afford that, but let's just say that I can. So on on the first or second episode, you said to me, what is the feature of teams that do well overall in Supercoach? What is consistent? And I said to you, it seems to be getting picking the right half early on in the season who goes on a run that lets you get ahead. Now... This year, 40% of super coaches have picked Mitch Moses thinking that he's going to be that guy. Yeah. And he might well be with the Eels run. But he's not 
the pod half because almost half the coaches own him. Benji might be that pod half who gets people ahead. So with Brooks out for a month, maybe more, the Tigers also have a pretty easy draw. And Benji getting the kicking out of nowhere, he's he really like comes into contention. He looked amazing against the Dragons. The Dragons are pretty bad. Yeah, but like, like I said, the Tigers aren't playing anybody of note. I know, I know. Look, I want to believe too. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. I'm a Benji fan from way back, and I would love to get him in. It'd be a big balls play. Uh, so yeah, I, so I thought Drinkwater looked great. So he's mm-hmm. he's another option, and they've got a decent run. Mm-hmm. Yep. In terms of who's the, the, the pod half, we talked about Jack Whiten. Can I ask mm-hmm. you something? Again, Jack Whiten's mm-hmm. not going to play the Titans every week. Yep. Can you score 150 points if you can't pass? Whiten couldn't do it against the Titans. It sort of looked like he might after that first half, but like surely teams are just going to go, he doesn't pass, we're going to tackle him. So a lot of people didn't get Jack White into their teams this year because his top score last year was like 90 or something like that, mm. right? Yeah. That's like why he, I didn't... That's why ceiling. That's why, ceiling, right? I didn't, that's why I didn't look at, look at him. Having said that, he just yeah, scored exactly. 90 points in one half. I, I understand. You want to know an interesting stat? Yeah. The Raiders passed less than any other team last year. Really? Yeah. They literally had less passes than any other team last year. And this is why, like, their outside backs don't touch the ball. Even even mm. BJ and Rapana only ever touched a ball when they, like, ran the ball from dummy half and then passed to each other. Yeah. Like, their whole game is structured around playing up the middle, one pass up the middle and then dummy half run. The Dragons do the same thing and they get nowhere. Sure. But anyway, this is why, A, you maybe don't want Bailey Simonson, but who knows, he could score a triple against the against the Warriors, but it's bad for Bailey Simonson. And B, like, I'm just not sure a half can actually score that many points if they don't pass. Yeah, right. But yeah, so Benji, Drinkwater, that's that's another mm-hmm. trade that I could make. I could do a Jack Williams to a Drinkwater or a Benji maybe. The other guy the other guy that I thought looked pretty good was, was actually Milford. Yeah, he did. He he looked solid. And and the going back to the, like the Broncos as a whole, like I feel like Turpin starting at Hooker gives the team a lot more forward direction. No lodge. No lodge. Yeah, that's true. No lodge dropping the ball. No lodge dropping the ball or just like hogging the ball for no reason when they're in attacking positions. On the fifth. Yeah. 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 Pangai out for a few weeks. Does that hurt them? Maybe. He created a lot last week. Oh, so here's an interesting question for you. So you have David Fafita, right? I do, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Do you feel, if you were in my position, would you feel the need to have David Fafita in your team? I don't know if I would buy him this week if I were you, but I wouldn't enjoy not having him. Yeah. He's a bit of a beast. I know that he kind of only had really one play last week, but Mm -hmm. it it was some play. It was some play. It was, <laughs> <laughs> and and he only needs to do that once a game, with you know forty odd in base, and he scores very well. And what happens yeah. if he does it twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know he suddenly scores a hundred if he has two of those big line breaks in a game. Yep. I yeah, I don't know. I thought you were 
very brave not starting with him and I would be quite uncomfortable not having him. But mm. I don't know if I would buy him if I was you. It is possible that he pumps out a 40 or a 50 this week. Yep, yep. And and yeah, going back to... So like I said, I'm thinking maybe Musgrove to Gula, uh, Simonson to Izako, but it might also be worth waiting uh, to see what other coaches do, especially in the backs. Obviously, hold on to Simonson against the Warriors. And after everyone's zigged towards Azako, maybe somebody else puts their hand up after round two and then I can zag and actually get some variety in my team um, and try to get some points back after my shitty round one score. Yeah. So I, I think I think especially if you start with a with a low score like I have, you can't you can't obviously just follow the herd. As much as as much as it makes sense to. Oh, I don't know about that. We've talked about this before. It's very one it's one week, man. All yeah. all we need is Turbo to have a big week or something like that and we're back on par with everyone. Sure. I wouldn't be going too much of a pod room just yet. Isaac mm-hmm. plays the Titans in round three. Yeah. I think Masters is probably the better buy, but I can't afford yeah. it just yet. But now you got me thinking about Benji, and I can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be the pot of the century, and it would just be so much fun. He used to, you know, he used to be one of the absolute gun super coach players. Yeah, I remember when he was kicking goals back in the day. He was uh-huh. outstanding. He would, he used to give JT a run for his money. This is like. 11 years ago now. Let's speak to next week, if there is a next week. If not, <laughs> if uh, it's to know you. <laughs> so what are we going to pivot to if there's no more super coach? You know, my my table tennis season has been cancelled. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I could I lose really both both my hobbies in like in, in two weeks. I'm going to have to create some new ones, some one-man one uh, hobbies. Oh, by the way, we should say that we uh, we do this – we are interstate right now, as in we are in different states. So uh, we are practicing uh, self-isolation as we speak. Anyway, right. uh, we could talk about abstract art and the genius <laughs> of Marshall Rothbard. I'd love to talk about that. We could talk about the uh, – we could be like a Tom Brady Buccaneers experience podcast, all about Tom Brady going down to Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, Have you seen a movie called Be Kind Rewind? No. So there's a movie called Be Kind Rewind, and it's got Jack Black and Moz Def in it. And the premise of the movie Mm -hmm. is that this is back, it's like set in the 90s, and they they run like a videotape store, like a blockbuster or whatever, but a small independent Mm -hmm. one. And they accidentally Mm -hmm. like tape over all the tapes, so they're all like erased. And so what they do yeah. is they like remake shitty versions of the movies themselves and they put them back okay. into like the tapes. And so people go to hire them and they just see them like acting out Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> and like in a really funny kind of cheesy way with like terrible costumes and like. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe we can like act out rugby league games. Oh, yeah. Like if there's no rugby league. You know, we can make like shitty in like home videos of rugby league that we can like mm-hmm. either bet on or like have super coach play super coach with something like that. All right, cool. Yeah, that's a <laughs> do that. <laughs> All right, great chat. All right.
yeah, if the if the season is still running, we will still be talking about it. All right. All right. Have a good week. See uh, you. Yourself. Yeah. Enjoy your time alone. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You too. Thank <laughs> you.